Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There's a strong link between sports and medicine. If you're not at the top of your medical game, you can't play well, or you just can't play. Welcome to Bruce the Sports Doc with medical expert Dr. Bruce Grossinger. This program looks at advances and breakthroughs in medicine and how it relates to sports. Plus, you'll receive preventative tips and analysis of sports injuries this week. Now, here's Bruce the Sports Doc. Welcome to the next show of Bruce the Sports Doc in Wiz City. I am your host, Spencer the Wizard Grossinger. And right now, we are on the eve of the Final Four. As four teams have punched their ticket to Atlanta, Georgia, the Peach State. And uh, we got a great show teed up for you today. We're going to be talking a lot about college basketball since, of course, the NCAA tournament has been going on. It's been a long time since I've talked to Thomas and I've given my predictions on my bracket. So today is a great opportunity to go through the whole field, dissect some of the really important games and storylines of this tournament. And uh, on on some of the segments, I will be joined today by uh, Bruce Grossinger. But a lot of them I will just be given solo runs. And uh, luckily for me, I love college basketball. So that shouldn't be too hard to fill in time on my own and just spend time with you guys. So um, just uh, just an awesome weekend and a good time of year. You know, springtime's coming around. Um, I know a lot of the kids are on spring break. So uh, just wishing everybody happy spring break. And uh, if you're getting back to work today, then uh, good luck getting back in the fold. Um, and hope you had a great spring break. Um, just a very exciting time with the Masters coming up in April and the weather's starting to get great. But um, enough of that, and uh, let's talk a little bit about the action unfolding on the big stage for college basketball. Um, of course, you're going to start out with the top storylines being that a 15 seed at the Atlantic Sun Conference, a school that many have not even heard of, the Florida Gulf Coast Eagles, the school was originated, it started in 1997. I, I, I was three years old, so the school, I am technically older than the school's history, which is very unique for a, uh, for a university. And it's probably one of the most modern schools, if we looked it up, that, that has come into existence. So many people did not know about this, small, this school in Fort Myers, Florida, that has, has 12,000 students. And uh, they were playing Georgetown, and you knew that Florida Gulf Coast beat Miami this year. Um, people knew that they didn't have the best record in the Atlantic Sun, but that they still won their conference tournament and therefore had a shot um, to play Georgetown. And many people thought Otto Porter, an All-American, um, that Georgetown would be able to uh, slow down the pace and handle the 
the Eagles, and, and uh, that most people just put Georgetown in there. But Florida Gulf Coast with Comer, Sherwood Brown, the most electrifying player that we have seen in recent years, um, sticking out his tongue, Veradell, um, and then uh, Phil Felmont um, dunking the basketball. So the Florida Gulf Coast Eagles making it to the second round of this tournament. No one expected that. The way they did it in grandiose style, playing San Diego State, hitting threes, going on 22 to nothing runs. I mean, that's just what college basketball is all about. Playing D without fouling, getting the rebound, and Comer looked like a wizard out there. Um, just one of the most exciting point guards we've seen in recent memory. Um, and, uh, yeah, Bruce, just talk about um, the Florida Gulf Coast Eagles a little bit and uh, talk about some of the storylines that you enjoyed um, in the tournament so far. Well, thanks a lot. Uh, I think this Florida Gulf Coast team is one of the most compelling stories I've seen in a long time. The, the surprising part is the style they play. Usually a um, very low seed resort to certain styles. Usually they get completely outdone athletically by the higher seeds. And they're usually left to be very strategic, milk the clock, take three-point shots. But this Florida Gulf Coast team was like what I remember, five slam majama, you know, going back to the Houston days. Houston Cougars and Guy Lewis. And they just dunked in your face. Alley-oops, dunks, fun. And um, it, it was just a very powerful uh, story, especially Georgetown. Georgetown's a very athletic, strong team, playing in the Big East. And this Florida Gulf Coast team just dunked right down their throats. And it was just a complete dunk party, a block party. And it was really surprising to me that this team really came virtually from out of nowhere. Their run ended, unfortunately, with uh, Billy Donovan. They, they played, you know, Florida played a very stifling defense, and they just, they, they basically didn't allow that team to run at all, totally took him out of their game. And I was, I was frankly disappointed because we all like Cinderella, but uh, that was the end of uh, Florida Gulf Coast. But wonderful story, certainly the Cinderella of the year. Yeah, you hit on a great point. You know, you looked at how Northern Iowa defeated Kansas. You look at how Butler plays. And usually um, you look at the athletes on those teams, and, and usually they're guys that are seniors, senior-led classes, um, that play that play really good defense, fundamentally sound, take care of the basketball, don't turn it over, and then are able to hit threes, especially with the shot clock winding down. Um, and some pick-and-roll action, some very basic fundamental offense. But you look at Florida Gulf Coast, they were just fearless. They, they didn't have any weight on their chest. Um, they were essentially just um, really glad to be in the tournament and just relishing their first opportunity in the tournament. But uh, at the same time, once they realized how effective they were, uh, they realized that they belonged. And, uh, you know, just I can't say enough about Comer. I mean, just the way that that point guard carried that offense um, with Euro steps, 
um, dropping bounce passes, seeing plays before it unfolded. The team was flying above the rim. Just a fearless team when they got the board. Comer would go out and, and toss it back to Sherwood Brown. Their players would step in the threes. They were just not thinking out there. It was just absolutely beautiful to see a team play without those nerves and just letting the ball fly from everywhere, hitting threes. Um, and, and that's the college basketball that I think we've missed throughout the year is uh, is seeing a game that had a great pace to it um, and, and seeing guys that weren't fouling and playing in transition and just the style and flair that Dunks, Dunk City, now Florida, is uh, what Fort Myers' home page now is for visitors. Um, and that, that name really explains it all. Um, you really haven't seen a mid-major, maybe except for like VCU. And VCU is known for pressing and playing that up-tempo style. So, um, again, just uh, can't say enough about Andy Einfield. Um, the team also I was really impressed with um, is the game versus San Diego State. Usually after you beat Georgetown, you're riding really high. You're just really glad to have beaten Georgetown. But the way they handled San Diego State, they showed that it wasn't a fluke. And they showed that they could really play um, with the big boys. In the, in the second half there, just pushing the tempo out and just again, not being satisfied with just beating Georgetown, but getting defensive stops and then having Comer convert, getting layups. Sherwood Brown is a real athletic talent. He could really hit shots. Um, so again, the style of play just is a really exciting team that you got to root for. And, and, you know, when they played Florida, Florida's a much more athletic team. Georgetown's a slower uh, kind of possession-by-possession possession Big East team. But Florida athletically was, you know, off the charts a little bit better. And Florida can pretty much play any style under Billy Donovan um, with their style of guards and, and uh, versatile big men. So, uh, you know, I also believe, unfortunately, that uh, – Florida Gulf Coast got a little tight in that game. I believe they could have continued to run the to run with the basketball, and I think that Florida's size intimidated them after the first couple minutes of the game. You still got to credit them for hanging in there, but I would have liked to see them be more afraid of failure like they were in the first couple of games and everyone sprint the floor and, uh, and again, just try to run down the floor there and get easy baskets. Um, but instead, Florida kind of limited them, and then I think the stage kind of got big for them playing last game of the weekend, Dallas Stadium, a lot of empty seats in that dome arena, and playing in a dome is a lot different um, than playing on a regular basketball arena like in Philadelphia. So uh, I think that that all had to come into play. Um, San Diego State and Georgetown were beatable um, be because of their style of basketball. So, um, okay, we have a couple more minutes left in this segment. I want to try. I want to definitely get get. Um, I definitely want to say another storyline before we head to break, and uh, that storyline is the team out of the Missouri Valley, Greg Marshall and the Wichita State Shockers. This team coming into this year, the expectations were dropped. They were projected to finish third in the league after Illinois State and Creighton basketball, and this team last year was a five seed. They had Greg Stutz inside. They had Ben Smith. They had Joe Ragland, who's who's even who's very comparable to Malcolm Armstead is now. Um, they had Torrey Murray, a shooting guard that's absolutely lights out. Um, so they just had 
a, a David Kyles. They just had a fantastic team last year, and they were all seniors, and they were all prepared to make a run in the NCAA tournament last year, getting a five seed. They were the regular season champions of the Valley. They lost to VCU in a heartbreaker. I even took them to the Final Four last year. And then you came in with new faces. You had Ron Baker, an unproven freshman walk-on from Scott City, Kansas, a guy that didn't wasn't even offered a scholarship. You had a guy in Malcolm Armstead, a transfer from Oregon, who was working at an auto body shop last year. You had Carl Hall, six foot four, undersized big men. You had Clay Anthony Early from from upstate New York coming in, a junior college transfer. So you had all these new faces. Freddie Van Fleet from Rockford. So for Greg Marshall to come in with all these new pieces and just gel them together and make them into a team that does that is never satisfied on defense, just defensively sound ball club and a team that with really no experience playing in the NCAA tournament to take a team and again get them focused, get them to gel over the summer, get their chemistry up and get them to play together as a unit. Um, it's unbelievable how Malcolm Armstead has matured. Carl Hall, one of the best big men in college basketball, in my opinion. Uh, this team, for them to bounce back, get an automatic bid from the Missouri Valley Conference, and then for this team who, who again, suffered a bad loss last year to VCU, um, and for them to lose all those guys, and instead of thinking it's a rebuilding year, Greg Marshall just said, screw that. This is basically our year and our team, and basically the whole rebuilding year thing is not going to work for me. We're going to do something we've never done here at Wichita State under my tenure, and we're going to go into every game of confidence, and we have the ability to win because we play defense – we don't allow teams to enter the paint and score. We lock up on D. We rebound. Our guards can rebound the ball, and we can play with anybody. And it's unbelievable how after last year's heartbreaker in the tournament, how Wichita State has come together and made a Final Four run. Sure, they played Gonzaga, who's the weakest number one seed in 12 years. Sure, they played LaSalle. Sure, they played Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh had one of its worst games of the season offensively but that's because Wichita State and their players can D up on anybody and Greg Marshall should get coach of the year just an unbelievable job with these shockers who would have seen this coming especially after last year for Greg Marshall as he had maybe the most talented team ever at Wichita State a team that if you had these guys scrimmage last year's team was twice well, I'm not gonna say twice as talented but just as talented as this year's team um, I cannot say enough so that is an unbelievable storyline for this university Wichita State and with that we're gonna head into our first commercial break I am Spencer the Wizard Grossinger. As you can tell, we definitely have opinions on this show. We are definitely full throttle NCAA basketball right now. And we're going to talk some more hoops, especially talking about the Final Four, talking about teams that disappointed. We might get to Kevin Ware's injury. We have a lot to get to. So stay with us. You're listening to Bruce the Sports Doc on Voice America Sports Network. 
The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Dr. Bruce Grossinger is a board-certified neurologist and managing partner of Grossinger Neuropain Specialist. Serving the Philadelphia and Wilmington, Delaware areas in the fields of sports medicine, pain management, interventional spinal surgeries, and occupational medicine, Dr. Bruce is the director of the National Sports Concussion Program and works as a senior medical advisor for the National High School Coaches Association. We're involved in the propagation of increased safety measures in all levels of sports participation to render the games safer in terms of brain and spinal injuries. This involves education of athletes, parents, trainers, coaches, and administrators at the amateur and professional levels. Clinical consultations and treatment can be scheduled directly with Dr. Grossinger at 610-521-6063. Visit Dr. Bruce online at brucethesportsdoc.com. Again, for consultations and treatment, call 610-521-6063 or visit brucethesportsdoc.com. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you. Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Bruce the Sports Doc with Dr. Bruce Grossinger. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call in at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to bruce at brucethesportsdoc.com. Now, back to the show. This weekend, before we talk about more college basketball... I, myself, Spencer the Wizard Grossinger, and my father, Bruce the Sports Doc, co-host of uh, Bruce the Sports Doc on the Voice America Sports Network, we had a very unique opportunity that we were blessed to be given. We had the opportunity to go and see a college Division I basketball team when they weren't playing basketball. The night before they were playing, um, at Maggiano's Italian Restaurant in Philadelphia. And as you've heard on this show, and as my friends know, and as people who have listened know, I'm a big Creighton basketball fan. And I just wanted to dedicate part of this segment to acknowledge how nice the Creighton basketball staff was to let me and my father in for dinner to observe how these players mentally prepare themselves for an NCAA tournament game. These guys have the biggest event of their lives. This is the, the now let me just picture this. This is the night before Cincinnati, the night before the NCAA tournament a, a day that these kids have been dreaming of since they were little kids old enough to watch basketball on CBS. So my father and I again um were sitting with these guys with these superstar athletes on Creighton 
And uh, and I'm not afraid to say this. These guys I've definitely looked up to. They're definitely role models for me. As I can see how they've interviewed throughout the season, going on Blue Jay Banter, 1620 The Zone Omaha, going on several radio stations, giving interviews. So um, it was just a fantastic night. Um, I definitely want to uh, acknowledge... Um, in particular, uh, Doug McDermott, Avery Dingman, and Will Artino. Uh, just just talking to these guys. These guys are just real, are just the classiest guys you'll you'll come across. We were uh, we were talking about Philly sports here. You know, Doug McDermott was asking my dad and I about Chip Kelly and uh, how he's going to fit in as the Eagles coach. We we're talking a little bit um, about the Sixers and about the recollections of Allen Iverson growing up. Um, you know, in the early 2000s and watching Sixers basketball. Um, these guys were just a pleasure to talk to. We talked about all things, about Drexel, about Temple, about the layout of, of Philadelphia. I also spoke to them about moving to the Big East and the opportunities that arise to play Syracuse in Madison Square Garden, um, to go ahead and play Providence, to travel east, play Villanova, Marquette in Wisconsin. So these guys... Um, are definitely excited um, about the Big East, but again, they did. They are going to miss moments in the Missouri Valley, and it was just fantastic how they opened up to me. Um, and I again really appreciate the whole opportunity. Um, and, and again, just Creighton just letting me sit and have dinner with them. They answered my questions and were more than gracious. It wasn't like these guys um, were big timing me at all. And uh, just totally humble guys. And I just wanted to say thank you to that university. I just had a great time with them. And just to see, they just set a great example. I mean, those guys at the table, all, all they drank was water. They didn't even drink soda. Um, and pretty much by staying loose, they talked about, um, again, with us, other sports events going on. They were following the tournament on their phone. They didn't do brackets because they can't. But, um, again, these guys are huge college basketball fans. And, uh, and just great kids that are staying out of trouble. And uh, I just wanted to say, um, again, my thanks to the university. It was just a fantastic time. And, uh, and, and pretty much these kids handled themselves with grace before the biggest night, before the biggest day of their lives. Um, and, uh, you know, not a lot of talk about the game because I think they prepared for it. And uh, here's my dad that can uh, also elaborate on his experience uh, with the Creighton Blue Jays. Well... Uh, you had a, a really amazing experience, and we have to really thank a lot of people. Firstly, we need to thank Patty from the Athletic di uh, d Director's Department. We have to thank Brian and uh, Spencer. You, you, his last name, which you can say better than me, is... Kuenga. Kuenga. That guy doesn't need to buy a vowel. And um, Brian is the grad student director and really a member of the athletic director staff. He's a very learned guy. He's attended, uh, I think, three different graduate degrees. Right now he's studying uh, dispute management. And as we joked about, the only thing he hasn't taken at Creighton is, is to actually uh, complete a law degree. He has an MBA. And Brian was, was unbelievably gracious. And he, he basically invited Spencer into the dinner, and, um, and, and it brought Spencer right to the table with with the athletes. So it wasn't; it, it was really a natural experience. We, 
you'll note that we didn't do an interview per se. And that's because we wanted to give the players their space. It's the night before the game. And what we derived from them was, was derived from, from speaking to them rather than a direct interview. And in many ways, I think we, you get a lot more information out of it. But, uh, the Creighton was, was gracious to extend, uh, tickets to us and, and our crowd, our family, our friends. So we were at that Creighton Cincinnati game and we had the opportunity to be right off the court and to observe the team warming up and to look at the interplay. Certainly, uh, big story is Grant, Grant Gibbs in that game. Grant was, uh, and is the, uh, one of the leaders of the team, a super senior, and he played his heart out in both games. I would say, uh, in the Cincinnati game, he, he had a few funny plays that he even uh, tweeted about, uh, where, uh, one, one guy actually broke his ankles on, on a, uh, pull-up jumper. But, uh, in, in true Grant Gibbs style, he, he played great against Duke and he had one of his best games. And even though they fell short in that game, uh, the team demonstrated a lot of class and Grant Gibbs really had a great game and he went out in style. Yeah, I wanted to, again, you know, thank Brian Kuanga. I've just been a Creighton fan. I watch them on ESPN3 every night. I follow them on White and Blue Review um, and uh, and on Creighton Athletics on YouTube. So, uh, again, to make that dream possible, to get to hang out with guys that I really look up to. And uh, what really made it a memorable night was they were as nice in person as that as I've imagined them to be, which was uh, – which is not corny, but true. I mean, to have them ask me questions, to be just as interested in my life as a regular senior who hasn't played basketball since ninth grade, as these guys who are collegiate athletes who are going, who live in Omaha, live in the Midwest, and, and some might even go to play overseas or in the NBA. But I could just tell that whatever these guys are going to do, they're going to be successful because they have their heads on straight. They're very responsible young men and, uh, just very calm at the table and uh and and very friendly and outgoing and uh and that was just it was just a the whole night was just unbelievable these guys were very loose before the game um and uh and and weren't really just drowning themselves with information of Cincinnati that you could tell that they prepared uh n- you know a couple nights before the dinner so to see them there uh eating parmesan chicken with them and and talking about not just the Creighton basketball but all sorts of of things in life was just uh was just a pleasure and thank you again to everyone at Creighton who made that night possible um again my observations from the game against Cincinnati um Doug McDermott his craftiness inside and Creighton's efforts from the guards to to get the ball to Doug um whether it was in transition spotting up for three or baseline th- um pointers um and then um inside just the craftiness around the rim the softest touch around the rim in college basketball Doug McDermott knows the angles knows backboard angles he went to the LeBron James Skills Academy in Vegas and the Amari Stoudemire Skills Academy up in Chicago so this guy has learned to play as a guard he's played at the three and at the four position and you could tell because he could bang in the low block if you're if you're smaller than him and he can also has the quickness 
to get by you or to play on the perimeter and hit jump shots. So the guy has the total package. He's also tenacious on boards. He's a quick leaper, so he can he can get tip-ins. Gregory and Janike against Cincinnati. They were a little bit undersized. Very athletic group, but Janike, especially with the pullover move to the right, was very key in the Cincinnati game. Um, and then the Duke game, unfortunately, Duke is very sound man-to-man. So they so Doug wasn't really double teamed in that game because Duke Duke had the ability to guard Doug one on one, and uh, unfortunately guys like Ethan Raggi uh, couldn't really get looks. Um, Jahan's Managaw was impressed by his aggressiveness, but um, you know Avery Dingman had a three um, rim out. Usually Creighton can swing the ball around, especially when Doug draws doubles. But Duke played very good defense and. Uh, they just they some of the shots didn't fall, but oftentimes um, Duke was able to force them into tough looks from three. So you got to credit Duke's defense for Creighton not hitting their three point shots, which is so pivotable, um, pivotable um, for, for their success. So uh, that's just a recap on the Creighton Blue Jays. Um, I definitely um, wanted to acknowledge um, their efforts in my show. Um, as a high school senior, for my senior project, I was given the ability to follow the Creighton Blue Jays, and I think I've uh, I've depicted and described the situation that that I was fortunate to uh, to go through, and felt like I was one of the guys at dinner the night before um, the NCAA tournament win against Cincinnati. So um, thanks guys for listening. I hope that you found the story really interesting. You should go search on the Creighton website. Just a really exciting team, those Creighton basketballers. And uh, again, just wanted to thank them and hope you guys enjoyed this segment. Spencer Grossinger, Creighton Blue Jay Senior Project. So thanks a lot. When we come back, we're going to talk some more college hoops and talk more about the NCAA tournament. You're listening to Bruce the Sports Doc on the Voice America Sports Network. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Dr. Bruce Grossinger is a board-certified neurologist and managing partner of Grossinger Neuropain Specialist. Serving the Philadelphia and Wilmington, Delaware areas in the fields of sports medicine, pain management, interventional spinal surgeries, and occupational medicine, Dr. Bruce is the director of the National Sports Concussion Program and works as a senior medical advisor for the National High School Coaches Association. We're involved in the propagation of increased safety measures in all levels of sports participation to render the games safer in terms of brain and spinal injuries. Injuries. This involves education of athletes, parents, trainers, coaches, and administrators at the amateur and professional levels. Clinical consultations and treatment can be scheduled directly with Dr. Grossinger at 610-521-6063. Visit Dr. Bruce online at brucethesportsdoc.com. Again, for consultations and treatment, call 610-521-6063 or visit brucethesportsdoc.com. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. 
just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You are listening to Bruce the Sports Doc with Dr. Bruce Grossinger. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call in at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to bruce at brucethesportsdoc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to the next edition of Bruce the Sports Doc. I'm your host, Dr. Bruce Grossinger. And I'm along with Spetcher the Wizard, the sports analyst. And we want to thank Ray Ellis, Voice America Sports. And most importantly, we want to thank you, the listeners, for the opportunity to, uh, to enter your computer, wherever you are, driving along on your mobile phone, and allow us to preview the Final Four, NCAA March Madness. With that, let's get right into it. Spetcher, let's break down. The Final Four, Georgia Dome in Atlanta. Well, hey, guys, I want to relay the message. You know, it's nice to be back and uh, and talking some college hoops, you know. So uh, without further ado, let's uh, check out the team headed out of the West Regional. A team that I mentioned in my last segment, a team from Wichita, Kansas. A team you may not be familiar with, a team outside of the Power Six, the last Cinderella, you could say, the Wichita State Shockers, coached by Greg Marshall, star players, Carl Hall inside, Malcolm Armstead on the perimeter. The strengths of this team, the defense, the stifling man-to-man, the guards can rebound like bo- like men, and they can bang inside, and they can guard you out on the perimeter. Play great team defense, will help out when a player drives into the lane, not afraid to take charges. The, the slogans of this teams are uh, the slogan of this team is play angry and hashtag watch us. So this team feels like they belong. They have one of the best coaches in all of college basketball and Greg Marshall, and they've done this with great chemistry. And uh, and they pretty much bonded together under one-year circumstance. So pretty unbelievable road that these guys have taken. Carl Hall is a transfer from Georgia. Clay Anthony Early from New York. And Malcolm Armstead, as mentioned before, was working at an auto body shop in Wichita just to pay his way onto the basketball team. These guys have all taken very unique roads. And Greg Marshall recruits guys that have tons of heart. So this team is great to watch. The one weakness about this team is that they sometimes rely on Malcolm Armstead too much to create one-on-one offense as they sometimes struggle to get shots. Fred Van Fleet and Ron Baker are difference makers on this ball club, um, along with um, Tequil Cotton, who's a great defender but hits some timely shots. So um, this team right here um, is is a team that Struggles to sometimes make shots, and that's why they lost to Missouri Valley. But Jake White, they have guys that could come off the bench. So that that's pretty much Wichita State Shockers. Tremendous defense, timely offense, streaky streaky offensive team that can be beat if you play if you play solid defense. And I think Louisville is a very tough matchup for them defensively. 
And uh, Malcolm Armstead, again, is going to have to go off, and they're going to have to hit shots from the perimeter, um, which they sometimes are inconsistent. So um, that's pretty much the strength for the Shockers. Now let's talk about the team they'll be playing out of the Midwest region. Midwest region was the toughest region. You had Michigan State, you had Duke, so you had Izzo, Coach K, you had St. Louis, which was a high seed, you had Dana Allman, the Oregon Ducks, and then you had the Louisville Cardinals, Rick Pitino. Now, I think it's Danny Ware, right, or David Ware? Kevin Ware. Kevin Ware. Oh, I got that wrong earlier on the show. But, right. but Kevin Ware suffered a brutal knee uh, leg injury. My thoughts and prayers go out to, Kev- to Kevin. Um, just hor- horrific sight to see him. Um, uh, so I think that this team will have to rally around the emotional impact of, um, of Kevin, and my dad's going to address that very soon. But basically the strengths are this team could play inside with Buchanan, um, Russ Smith and Peyton Siva are two of the most electrifying guards in the country. The strengths are is that this team can run and gun with anybody. They're a great transition basketball team. They're very athletic. They can shoot the ball from the perimeter. Their weaknesses at times are as Russ Smith. Um, they don't have a lot of weaknesses, but sometimes they play too individual, and they don't play inside out. They settle for the outside jump shot. As long as Peyton Siva can attack the rim, and they have Buchanan inside that can, that can play big, um, Louisville is a very tough team. Their defense, of course, is, is very sound. They have all the athletes to do it. They were the preseason number one team as they made it to the Final Four last year without even the pieces that they had this year or with more undeveloped talent than they had this year. So Patino, clearly a clear-cut favorite in this matchup versus Wichita State. And in the Final Four, they are the team that was the first overall seed in this tournament. And right now, they look as if they are the favorites in the Georgia Dome for this Final Four. Um, Then, real quick, you have, out of the South region, you have the Michigan Wolverines. And this is a team with Trey Burke that has just been on an absolute tear. Mitch McGarry, the much-approved big man, who has the ability... The potential of a Tyler Hansbrough, because he's so soft around the rim, getting crafty with his post moves, a guy who could stretch it out, shoot from the free throw perimeter area, a lefty with soft touch, and, and a guy that's just tall, can jump up and block shots, uh, turning into a dominant player. You have Hardaway Jr., you have um, Robinson, and then you have Nick Stoutskitz, a guy that if he gets going from the perimeter could really hurt you. So the Michigan team has a ton of offensive weapons. Um, at times they rely too much on Burke, and Kansas pretty much handled their uh, their defense at times could struggle on their B line as Kansas had their way with them for for, for a, you know a half or you know for a, a half and a half so to say um, one and a half halves, um, and then. Um, last but not least, you have Syracuse out of the East region. Beat Syracuse 2-3 zone that's suffocating. So, Bruce, I pretty much recapped the, the final four. Talk maybe about Kevin Ware and Louisville a little bit, about the injury. But talk also about your observations from what you have seen of the final four teams. Well, certainly. Firstly, um, as a sports doctor on the show, we make a point of analyzing uh, – Injuries uh, throughout the world of sports. And in this case, uh, Kevin Ware's injury was um, very tragic in, in many senses. Firstly, it really affected, on a visceral level, the, uh, 
the players on his own team and his coach. The way the way this injury worked out, without getting into it, before I get into it, I should say, I'm going to get into it at some point, was that the injury occurred. Imagine there's an elevated basketball platform. This was, and so the injury occurred literally elevated, and the players are sitting down below um, on the bench. So th- their their eyes are really at the level of the court. So this this injury happened right in front of the Louisville bench, and the players were literally right there. It was at the beginning of the game. Nobody expected any, you know, people don't expect anything. It's just the beginning of a game. Looked like a routine play. Somebody went up for a jumper, and Kevin Ware basically leapt up in the air to try to at least um, distract the player from taking the shot and landed forcefully on his leg. He... um the, the, what happened was he jumped up, you know, extremely high and landed. It was flying through the air and landed with all of his weight on his right leg. And, and Kevin is a very thin player. And uh, he, it, when he landed, he essentially snapped his tibia. Now, there are two bones in the leg just to get, get the anatomy. The, the middle bone, which is the big bone that you could feel if you run your hand down the bone is the tibia bone. That's the weight-bearing bone. That's the important bone of the leg. And on the side, on the outside of your leg, is called a fibula, which is a non-weight-bearing bone. So basically snapped, had an open compound fracture. So the bone, it snapped in a way, if you can imagine, that the bone actually pierced through the skin and it actually bent back. So there was so much force that the bone snapped and, again, it's difficult to say just by watching the video whether this is a, a simple fracture that is one with a clean break or whether it's comminuted. A comminuted fracture is one where there's little fragments, and that's a more difficult fracture. In any event, what happened was uh, the team, the Louisville team, uh, w- was totally shaken by this event, and many of the players collapsed themselves to the ground, and. The, the the bravest one in the arena was Kevin Ware himself. What he did was, while he was there, he said he fought back the pain. He and the team, he 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 told his teammates, "I'm going to be okay. Don't worry about me." And that kind of reassured them that, that he was taken off. They gathered themselves, and as you know, they they ended up winning the game. They beat Duke by 20 points. Um, to give you an update, I know you're all interested because this is a uh, an update on Kevin Ware. He was immediately taken to surgery. He went to an excellent trauma center where um, they take a lot of race car drivers who have similar fractures. So he went to a wonderful tertiary care center, and the surgery involved placing a rod and basically stabilizing, if you can imagine, stabilizing the bone, lining it up perfectly, and placing the rod and, and screwing the rod in place and placing the bones and setting it and then casting it in place. So this type of injury typically is approximately a year uh, or, or more to, to recover from. But p- postoperatively, the reports were excellent that Kevin Ware is expected to make a full recovery, and that's very important to note. And that Kevin Ware bravely called his mother. The first thing he said when he woke up from surgery is, I'm fine, Mom, don't worry. And, um, and, and throughout, he was, he was more worried about his teammates' reaction to this, and he knew that, that he would be okay. So tremendous bravery. A horrific injury, and that's the story there for Kevin Ware of the Louisville Cardinals.
We're nearing the end of our third segment here on Bruce the Sports Doc. What you're waiting for is, of course, the breakdown. Who is going to win on Saturday, which is the Final Four, and most importantly, Monday night at 9.36, Georgia Dome in Atlanta. Who will walk away with the trophy? Stay tuned. We'll be back in three minutes. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Dr. Bruce Grossinger is a board-certified neurologist and managing partner of Grossinger Neuropain Specialist. Serving the Philadelphia and Wilmington, Delaware areas in the fields of sports medicine, pain management, interventional spinal surgeries, and occupational medicine, Dr. Bruce is the director of the National Sports Concussion Program and works as a senior medical advisor for the National High School Coaches Association. We're involved in the propagation of increased safety measures in all levels of sports participation to render the games safer in terms of brain and spinal injuries. This involves education of athletes, parents, trainers, coaches, and administrators at the amateur and professional levels. Clinical consultations and treatment can be scheduled directly with Dr. Grossinger at 610-521-6063. Visit Dr. Bruce online at brucethesportsdoc.com. Again, for consultations and treatment, call 610-521-6063 or visit brucethesportsdoc.com. What if there was a program that brought the best in sports and the best of entertainment together in one place? It can be done, and Darnell Autry proves it every week on Outside the Spotlight. In this program, athletes and artists come together to share their success stories, hobbies, professional projects, and more that will interest not only the sports fan, but fans of entertainment and other human interest stories. If you have something you want to ask your favorite athlete or entertainer, listen for Outside the Spotlight, Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Bruce the Sports Doc with Dr. Bruce Grossinger. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call in at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to bruce at brucethesportsdoc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to the last segment of Bruce the Sports Doc. I'm your host, Dr. Bruce Grossinger. I'm a pain doctor and a neurologist practicing in the tri-state area. If you're within the sound of my voice, you probably can't see me in the office. But if you're within <laughs> Pennsylvania, New Jersey, or Delaware, you absolutely can see myself or one of my colleagues at Grossinger Doro Pain Specialist. So, jot this down. 610-521-6063 if you're near the Philadelphia International Airport, anywhere in Pennsylvania, New Jersey. And if you're in the tax-free state of Delaware, a very nice place. We have an office in Wilmington, Delaware. Give us a call. Come in. Let us help you out. And that's 302-636-0920. Let's get right to it. It's time. That time you've all been waiting for. 
for Final Four Breakdown. I'm going to lead right into my co-host, who's making funny noises in the background. So that is, um, of course, these are special studio noises, which are electronically, no, not really. It's just Spencer making the noises. So let's get into it. And here we go. We've got Louisville, Wichita State, and we've got Michigan, Syracuse. Let's hear about it. Well, thanks, guys. It's a pleasure to be back on the network and to be back on the show. (laughs) It's a quick three-minute break for us, but we're back. We're hanging on tough. Um, So first, we got got to recap this Final Four, right? Am I right? Yes. (laughs) Okay. That's what I needed. So we have Wichita State, as I've mentioned. The heroes out of um, out of Kansas, um, hailing the high the high plains of um, of, of Southwest Kansas, and uh, these boys play in the Missouri Valley. And uh, I've had the pleasure to watch them this year. And as I've mentioned in the past segment, um, they had a lot of guys graduate the year before. Heck of a run, heck of a story. Played lights out versus Gonzaga. Unfortunately, I see this run coming to a close because I just don't know how they're going to score the basketball. You know, I look at Carl Hall, who's very courageous, plays like Charles Barkley, a junkyard dog, six foot four, a guy that's just unbelievable at using his body and um, and really backing the defenders away from the basketball when he catches it so that he getting great position down low so all he needs to do is throw the ball up on the backboard um again just so great at at, at fixating his body um at, at to where he gets good angles so um Hall's just a guy who could take a charge too he could take a hit um Carl's just a guy that uh is just the heart and soul of this team so uh you know, great run, but I look at a Buchanan down low. I look at Siva. I look at Russ Diculus, Russ Smith, um, and uh, and and I see Louisville with their depth and athleticism, being able to guard Wichita. I look at Russ Smith and and, and Siva again, driving the ball. Just a team that relentlessly attacks the ten, and uh, and that's definitely something that, as a fan and as a basketball um, analyst, that's something that. I, I definitely look for in a team, and that's a quality that I really li- that I really like to see uh, for someone that I that I think can win is someone that can beat the teams off the dribble, run in transition, and execute in the half court. So Louisville has that complete package, one of the most talented teams from the get go. Um, I also think Louisville being there last year. Um, in Lucas Oil Stadium, I think will help them a ton. As Wichita is a little is definitely um, new to this spotlight in the Final Four, playing in a football stadium, um, and I think that last having the experience last year will help. Um, Patino's been there before. Greg Marshall is one of the best rising coaches in the game and already is one of the best coaches in all of college basketball. Great matchup, but I think that the Shocker Cinderella season ends here. No shame in that. Amazing to be West Regional Champions. And uh, I'm going to take the Louisville Cardinals out of Midwest region. I'm going to say by 15 points. Okay, uh... Certainly a thorough review of the situation. I'm going to predict a Louisville victory as well, though I believe that some of the magic will still be there for Wichita State. I believe that Carl Hall 
plays much like Charles Barkley at six foot four. He certainly mastered the art of the angles, of rebounding, boxing out, and is extremely athletic. And I personally think he would be a good pro. He would be a good power forward. Yeah, like if Reggie Evans could do it, he can do it. Yeah, if Reggie Evans could do it, he's our poster boy for guys that are, uh, you know, not 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 blessed with with amazing um, ball handling and shooting ability, but yet tenacious guys in the paint, junkyard dogs. There are kind of players here. A Bruce the sports doc. Oh, yeah. I also think I'm very impressed impressed with Van Leet. I I believe that Ron Baker will have a little more space and will um, contribute a bit more than he did in the last game. Malcolm Armstead is uh, a, a very interesting story. Essentially, a walk on who is um, showed himself to be very tenacious. And look at Armstead. He reminds me of uh, you know being one of the old heads here on this on the show. A guy named Earl De Pro Monroe guy who's just a stocky dude who could just move people out and could create space and has it has acceleration so again i i think armstead coming out of nowhere to me this guy looks like a pro i mean he really is clutched down the stretch he's a solid guy and an extremely poised under pressure so i i i, I like greg marshall i think he's a tremendous coach i hark it back i i have to note because we just saw the valvano special um one of the, one of the the ploys or one of the, uh, the tricks, so to speak, that Jimmy Valvano did in preparing his team for upsets was he had them envision themselves cutting down the net. And in looking at the pregame pep talk by Greg Marshall, he basically told his team, and, and, it, and they, they filmed this, and you actually can see that now, that he told his team that they deserve to be cutting down the nets. And he could picture him cutting down the nets and that they deserve it. And that they don't have to be intimidated. They don't have to play a perfect game. And they just have to play their brand of basketball. And by saying not playing a perfect game, he took some of the pressure off. Because they can make plenty of mistakes and win. And sure enough, they played a spectacular game. They had a 19-point lead. And they, they just hung on by a thread and beat Ohio State in a tremendous, tremendous game. So, yes, I, I think, regrettably, while our heart is certainly wishing – you know, admittedly, we're, we're Missouri Valley guys. We're, 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 we'll, we won't hide our, the fact that we're rooting for Wichita State in this game. But Louisville certainly uh, is is the better team on paper, and, and they're playing for Kevin Ware. And it's not – for many teams, if they lose a star point guard or a star guard like Kevin Ware, that will be it. But, but Louisville's loaded. They've got a very deep bench. And um, so I, I, I do also predict Louisville t- to go on. And uh, to the championship game. Let's now look at uh, at Syracuse as they play Michigan. I'm gonna I'm gonna give my prediction early. I believe that um, Michigan. I think it's going to be a very close game, back and forth. And in my mind, I could envision either team winning this game. But I believe that Michigan, with Trey Burke, with John Beeline, uh, with uh, with McGarry, who's a, a real big force underneath who's just getting better every game, better and better, scoring points, and, and a real big force. I think they're just going to edge out Syracuse. I'm going to predict an overtime two-point victory by the Michigan Wolverines. Spencer? Yes. Um, well, um, I, I look at the Syracuse Orange and uh, – the glaring, the glaring. Uh, if there's one thing to take away from this tournament, it's the two-three zone of Syracuse. And 
most people are the hot thing people are drinking the uh the two three zone uh, kool-aid so to speak but the thing about syracuse which really makes them be able to execute the two three zone is they have very lanky players they have cj fair michael carter williams and trish and these guys can really contest shots with their long arms and they can disrupt passes. So so usually teams can enter the ball into the free throw line. They'll have one guy that, that flashes through the middle of the zone. But with Syracuse players, they're just trained from the beginning of the year under B. Uh, you know, Bayheim's been running this for all 20 years at Syracuse. And they've perfected this art. And you had Indiana, who is probably the most talented offensive team in the nation this year. Tom Crean had fits versus that zone. It looked like he didn't even hear of this 2-3 zone. Um, or it looked like they didn't even practice it because they totally shut down Oladipo, Zeller, Yogi Ferrell, Jordan Holes. Those guys are just in complete disarray. Same with Marquette. Marquette rolled through Miami. So you're thinking, hey, you know, look at Vanderblue. Look at Marquette. Look at Buzzy Squad. Well, guess what? They, they played Syracuse. They got squashed. Painful to watch. I mean, those guys, they couldn't even get to 40 points in that basketball game. I mean, it looked like you'd rather have like a second-grade girls basketball team playing against that zone. Once Syracuse got set, once those guys were there... It is just very difficult to score. I look at Stoutskits not being able to get off. I look at McGarry getting stuffed inside because Zeller really got stuffed. So I look at Syracuse. They're the most talented team left in this field. This zone is just very hard to overcome. And Syracuse, with their work ethic and with this breed of players, I think they've mastered it and give Bayheim a week. I like the Syracuse Orange. Even though Michigan is talented, I think Burke is a better one-on-one guard. Um, I'm liking the orange here by 10. Well, those of you who have hung in, listened to our whole show, you deserve the nugget at the end of the show. Not that our opinions really mean anything. We, we don't work for Vegas uh, sports bureaus. If you want to win games, just take the opposite of what we predict, and you'll usually be a, you'll be a moneymaker. But now that we reach the end of the segment, I'm going to just give my prediction for national champion. Michigan Wolverines by two at the national championship. John Beeline gets his championship, and Michigan comes back. So many years since they've been in the dance, and that is I'm talking about the Final Four dance, going back, retribution for the Fab Five. Michigan wins by two. Spencer, briefly, your prediction for the national championship. Syracuse Orange, four-point victory. I uh, I, I see their two three zone being tough for Louisville to handle. Um, if Louisville can get out in transition, they're definitely going to give Syracuse a run. Um, I just look at the athletes that Syracuse has on inside in the interior. Um, I just see a block party, and uh, it's going to be a very highly contested game. But um, you know, I think it should be you know a good national championship if that turns out to be. Um, again, a great college basketball season. It's just kind of sad that it's all over and concluding. Um, of course, the first weekend of March Madness is so exciting because um, all possibilities are endless. Um, but, but right now it looks like it should be a, a fine conclusion um, in Georgia. I want to thank all the listeners down the line at voiceamerica.com sports. We're Bruce the Sports Talk and Spencer the Wizard. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.
for another version of Bruce the Sports Doc. Thanks for joining the discussion this week on Bruce the Sports Doc. Tune in next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with Dr. Bruce Grossinger on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll see you then. We'll see you then.